Thank you. Welcome, glad you're all here. I'm excited to be here this morning with you. It was a Sunday like this about a year ago, and I pulled into the church's parking lot, the church on 1035 Wade Street. I was the first one there, like I usually am. And I was greeted by the all too familiar signs. Church of the Nazarene, been on the building since the building was constructed in 1961. And the second sign, you can't really see it, but it's on there on the door, is I see compassion, together we equip. I see compassion's been around for about 14 years and that sign's been on the door. But this particular morning, I stepped out of my car and I discovered some new signs. Someone had spray painted some new signs on the building. The signs included some scripture references, a swastika, and some messages of hate towards people whose skin is different than mine. I was filled with a mix of emotion. I was scared, I was shocked, I was sad, I was angry. This was our house of worship. But the overwhelming thought was, how do I cover those signs? Because I knew throughout the day there would be all kinds of people coming into this building to worship. They were expecting to find messages of good news, messages of hope. And I didn't want them seeing this message of hatred. You see, on any given week at I See Compassion, we have anywhere from 100 to 200 individuals who walk in the door. Some of them live in the community. They come for food and transportation. Some come from a ways away. They come for help for immigration services. We do immigration legal service, help people bring their family members, help them get citizenship, legal status. Some people come for English classes. We started sewing classes recently. We have citizenship classes. I have a group of AmeriCorps members whose job is to help people find jobs. And in January, they helped eight individuals find work. And that's all because of people like you who gave generously to us in December. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart because your gift impacts Johnson County people. But also many who come from different countries, who are born in different countries, who come to our icy Compassion for assistance are followers of Jesus Christ. They have their stories of atrocities of wars, of violence, of persecution. But they come with a belief, the same belief that you and I have, that Jesus died for them, that God loves them, and he will never leave them or forsake them. And so many of them have formed communities, congregations, and some worship in this building. We have people who worship today in Spanish. 
Now, mind you, they're a little louder and a little longer than our services. But we have some people who worship in Swahili and French and Lagala, and some people who worship in Chinese. And I didn't want them to see these messages. So I quickly covered them up, called my son Sam, who many of you know, he's amazing, and he got rid of these graffiti, this graffiti within a couple of days. But it was a journey for all of us. As a church, as I see compassion, because you can cover up the message, but what is the response in the days to come ahead to the messages of hate? So during the week, I got a call from someone in my congregation, and she said to me, Teresa, the Holy Spirit's been speaking to me, and I have a new sign. Can I bring it Sunday? She didn't tell me what it was. And so she showed up on Sunday morning with her new sign. And the children of the church helped her, and they hung it up in the building. In fact, it's still on the building. It's a little faded. But here's what it said. John, 1 John 4, 7. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love is of God. Let me repeat that. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love is of God. See, as followers of Jesus Christ, we needed to be reminded, as I am going to remind you, that number one, loving others as a follower of Jesus Christ is not optional. Some days I wish it was. Don't you? <laughs> But it's not optional. In fact, John said it this way. Oh, let me tell you about John. John was a disciple of Jesus. And one day, Jesus and his disciples went into this town that didn't welcome them, that told them to get out. And John looks at Jesus and said, can we call down fire and destroy this town? And Jesus says, no. But as John continued to grow in the love that Jesus had for him and the love that God had, he became known as the apostle of love. And he wrote this amazing book, 1 John. Love said a, a hundred times in this book. But I read to you 1 John 4. 20. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. See, loving each other is not an option, but it's not easy. Because there's some people that don't look like me, don't act like me, don't think like me, don't have the same opinions, don't have the same lifestyle as me, 
and maybe they've even done something against me. But there's no exceptions. John didn't give us any exceptions to this. He said the command is that we are to love each other. So how do we do this? The scripture says we can only do this because he first loved us. John 4, 9 through 11. Let me read it for you. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. When I see compassion was formed, I realize that food is an emotional issue. Anybody else know that? So people can come in and get food from us, from the community, but if they don't get what they want, they can be a little upset. Or if we don't have what they want, they can be a little upset or unkind. Or if somebody took what they want, they can be angry. And so I have said from the very beginning, and I actually said it two weeks ago again, to the, the volunteers who are followers of Jesus, I said the best gift that you can give someone when they walk in the door is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Why do I say that? Because you see, the more we discover God's amazing love and God's amazing grace for us, the more we know God and he is love, the more that will overflow even to people who aren't very kind. That's what makes it possible when Jesus said, be kind to those who aren't kind to you. Give to those who can't repay you. And what? Love your enemies. You see, in the midst of all these other signs, there's one sign that stands out for us as followers of Jesus. It's the cross. John said this, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for you and I. No greater love is there than someone who lays down their life for another. Tony from the homeless shelter says it this way, the warmth I feel in this church sure makes God feel a lot warmer. I love that theology. So it's not optional. And it's only because he loved us first. But it's also the proof that we're followers of Jesus Christ. See, Jesus in his final week of his life washed the dirty feet of his disciples, even the one who betrayed him. 
And then he sat down with a meal and shared a meal with his disciples, even the one who was to betray him. And then he looked at his disciples and he said, everyone will know that you are my disciple or my follower by the way you love each other. Everyone will know. Almost a year ago, I got to go to Israel and, and I got to go with Taylor, which was amazing. But one of my highlights was sitting on the steps where they believe Jesus sat, the massive steps in front of where the temple used to sit. And as we were sitting there thinking about that Jesus was on these steps and Jesus was teaching, our instructor said, close your eyes and imagine. Because on these massive steps are all kinds of rabbis teaching to the people who are around them. And the people who are around them are identified as their followers. But Jesus didn't say, everyone will know you're my followers because you're all around listening to me. Jesus said, everyone will know you're my followers. The proof, the evidence is the way you love each other. Christina Cleveland in Disunity in Christ uncovering the hidden forces that keep us apart, wrote about the divisions that occur within the church and the forces that cause those divisions. Well, they're no different than outside the church. Middle class versus low class versus the wealthy, educated and uneducated, Republican, Democrat, black, white, if my parents were here, I'd tell you that they were divided at one time because they were German and Norwegian, but they fell in love. But those, what overcomes those divisions? Because those divisions are about us and them. Those were divisions that we faced within Icy Compassion and within the church because it was easy to look at the, the congregation that spoke Spanish and said, you're Hispanic, we're Caucasian, you're English speakers, or we're English speakers, you're non-English speakers. There's the Hispanics and the Africans and the Chinese. It was always us and them. And then we realized one day that us and them needs to be we because we share a common identity. We are all imperfect people who've experienced the outlandish love of God in our lives. See, when they become we, we treat them better. When they become we, we forgive easier. When they become we, we accept helpful, constructive criticism. But when they become we, we like them a whole lot better. That's the beauty of the church. And in this moment when we had this experience, we needed to be reminded 
of that. I wrote these words. In the midst of shock and sorrow, we have been keenly reminded that we are a church that believes in the powerful good news of Jesus Christ, which is based on the message of love, of kindness, and peace for all. We believe that we are all created in the image of God and in need of reconciliation with God and each other. In light of that faith, we will stand against any prejudice responsible for racial and ethnic humiliation. Our church, in partnership with Icy Compassion, will continue to seek ways to remove barriers of oppression, to facilitate forgiveness, promote reconciliation, and empower those who have been marginalized. We are decided we're going to keep loving others. It's our sign. So I have some challenges today. If you've never read 1 John, I'd encourage you to go home and read 1 John, especially chapters 3 and 4. I challenge you to spend more time with Jesus to discover his incredible love for you. Another challenge, if there's a group of people that you struggle with or you're not comfortable with, develop a relationship with someone identified in that group so that they can become we. And here's my final challenge, and this is why I call this modern love. This is why it fits for me. If you see a message of hate, if you hear a message of hate, put up a new sign. Cover it with a message of love. Because, dear friends, dear friends, we are called to love each other because love comes from God. We are called to love each other because love comes from God. I, my next picture is the picture of all the kids joining together with the sign before it went up. A couple weeks after this graffiti incident, there was an interfaith service that was organized to stand in support of us. Many leaders from different faith communities came and it was powerful, it was, it was very inspirational and certainly a great comfort to us. But one, th one thing really stood out to me. The rabbi from the Iowa City Synagogue got up and prayed for us. And so I wanna close today praying a part of that prayer for us. Let's pray. Holy One, we stand together. And when we stand together, we remember the truth of Scripture. When more human beings, each an indelible divine image, stand together, it is a greater reflection of you, O oh God. We will remember each other's worth. We will learn each other's story and testify that God's children are capable of a love that is stronger than the darkness. And on the anniversary of Anne Frank's passing, we promise to remember her blessing to us all 
We all live with the objective of being happy. Our lives are all different, but they are the same. We are different and yet the same. Both aspects, human reflections of your infinite presence. Beloved friends, we have work to do. We do so gladly, resolutely, hand in hand. May our friendships be deepened, and may God bless our fragile world with peace. Amen.